Looking for an assist with your credit card, but you can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. I'm down to dunk. And I'm down to dunk. I'm down to dunk. This is J-Dub and I'm down to dunk. I'm Shaco Alexander and I'm down to dunk. This is Lindy Waters, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Mike Muscal, and I'm down to dunk. This is Jay Will, and I'm down to dunk. This is Kenneth Williams, and I'm down to dunk. This is Lou Dort, and I'm down to dunk. We say this is Lou Dort, and I'm down to Dort. <laughs> this is Lou Dort, and I'm down to Dort. <laughs> Welcome to Down to Dunk Special Edition, A World Without Andrew. Andrew is off uh, this entire week. He's decided to uh, let us do all of the podcasts, all three of them, this week. And so today, we are recording on a Sunday morning, a beautiful Sunday morning out here in Portland, Oregon. And I am recording with Michele Barra. Michele, what's up? It's a lovely afternoon also over here in Italy. Uh, it's sunny. It's maybe a little bit too hot, but it's, uh, it's Sunday, so okay. it's, it's a good time to talk basketball. Well, I appreciate uh, you taking time out of your weekend uh, to record it down to dunk. Me and McKellar are going to be recording today. We're also going to be recording tomorrow for the Wednesday pod. And then Friday, I think I'm going to be on the Fry pod as well. I don't think McKellar will be on that one. Um, wow, so, what a week, Alex. I know, a week busy, full busy. of down to dunk. It's a great week for it, though, because I'm, I'm home alone right now. So I don't have a ton to do. I have very little responsibility. Wow. So great week for it. If you have noticed on YouTube, um, Andrew told us he was going to make thumbnails uh, for this episode, uh, but he didn't. So I had to make them. So you might see a, a koala bear on YouTube as our background. And that was because I didn't know what else to use. And I just watched a YouTube video about koala bears who are apparently uh, the dumbest animals in the world when you compare the size of their brain to the size of their skull. They have the biggest ratio difference between those of all the animals in the world they're super slow they just eat unnutritious food all day that doesn't satisfy them in any way they're just great animals so uh i made that our background and i'll have to find a new animal for wednesday um but today and actually this week what we are doing based on the recommendation of a down to dunk listener uh at i am kev kev bot he wanted us to do an nba expansion draft uh there's been talk about you know seattle and potentially vegas coming into the league in the next couple years and that would lead to an expansion draft and while we have always talked about it on down to dunk in terms of like okay if you can only protect these this amount of players on okc's roster what would you do but we're going to expand it this week to the entire league so today me and mckelly will be going through every eastern conference team and protecting players on Wednesday's show, we're going to go through every Western Conference team, including the Oklahoma City Thunder, protecting players. And then on Friday, we're going to split 
the fry pod guys into two teams, two expansion teams, and they can choose what cities they're from. They don't have to choose Seattle and Vegas. If they want to be the, the Enid Outlaws or something like that, they can do that. And they are going to draft uh, teams based on who me and McKelly have left unprotected out there for the taking. Wow. Uh, are there any other cities that are in talks for an NBA team? I know something in the middle, Kansas, um, whatever. I mean, Kansas City has mm -hmm. the arena. Um, so people have talked about them. People have talked about like Louisville uh, mm -hmm. as an option. Um, I, do, I do think there's a few other cities out there that could potentially that could potentially get it. It just seems like everyone's kind of gravitating towards Seattle and Vegas for obvious I'd be reasons. Curious. Is Minnesota going to be an Eastern Conference team? Um, I mean, no one's. I haven't heard anyone's realistically suggesting an Eastern Conference team. And no, so, I mean, suppose that uh, Vegas and Seattle are going to be the oh, two who, teams. who's going to move? Yeah, yeah. It would. I mean, geographically, Memphis would make the most sense. Mm -hmm. uh, Minnesota would be another yeah. obvious yeah. one, or or New Orleans. I don't think OKC would move. I feel like there's yeah, at least three teams that are further east than us. Yeah. Um, but that would be fun. It'd be fun to be in the east. Uh, yeah. What would you think about them? Uh, you know, they talked about expanding to like Mexico or something. What, what would you think about if uh, expansion brought a team to Italy? They randomly decide to plop an NBA team in Italy. Would you be pretty pumped for that? No. I, I, oh. It's a recipe for disaster. Uh, pro sport okay. in Italy is not really uh, a model for sustained success. Okay. So, no. No, uh, London maybe, but it's too. I mean, the traveling—it's too much. Mexico—that that is workable, I think, in terms of flying and whatnot. But to me, like Vegas makes the most sense, and it will probably be um, done. The other one, Seattle, is—it's okay. I guess it's okay. I wonder if some something else pops up. Yeah, you know, I, I would enjoy Seattle just because back in the day, Blazers, Sonics. It's kind of a fun little rivalry because they're, they're only three hours apart. So I would enjoy that. I also loved the Sonics jerseys back in the day. Yeah. So I, I hope they get a team. Um, okay. So first, let's go over the rules. So these rules come from, uh, they're actually from a Bleacher Report article, I believe, from Eric Pincus, who did a mm -hmm. similar exercise a few years ago. Um, but these, these rules come from Larry Kuhn's uh, CBA FAQ. Mm -hmm. I don't know if these are going to change at all. You know, it's, it's possible that some of these rules could change with the next expansion draft. The last time we had an expansion draft with two teams at the same time, I believe, was in 1995 when uh, Toronto and Vancouver came mm -hmm. at the same time. And so I think these rules are pretty much the same as what they were back then. So, again, these may change, but this is what we're going with. Each team can protect up to eight players. Teams must expose at least one player who cannot become a free agent that following summer. So when we're looking at players, we're going to be looking at what is going to happen in the summer of 2024. Like, do they have a mm -hmm. player option, team option, early termination option? In that case, they would be ineligible. You can't protect them or unprotect them. They're just, they're just ineligible for this draft. Um, pending unrestricted free agents are not eligible. A pending restricted free agent becomes unrestricted if selected and cannot resign with their original team. So as an example, Poku, let's say Poku doesn't mm -hmm. get an extension this fall. He goes into next summer. He's a restricted free agent. If the expansion team drafted Poku, 
they don't necessarily like just get him. He instantly becomes an unrestricted free agent. Now they are they are allowed to re-sign him. Let's say it's Seattle in this case. Seattle could re-sign him to a longer deal. The only mm-hmm. stipulation is that he can't go back to OKC, but he's unrestricted. He'd go to any team he wants. So teams are kind of uh, de-incentivized from drafting restricted free agents in the expansion draft. You can still do it, but you might lose that guy, which I do think that's an interesting point. Yeah. Um, very important point, especially for a team like OKC. No team can lose more than one player in an expansion draft. Th- that really only matters for like four or five teams. Yeah. Is OKC. Sure. And then uh, some things that don't matter as much for this exercise, but if a team's player is selected, they receive a trade exception in return if they're over the salary cap. Yeah. And then teams can compensate expansion teams, usually with draft picks, in exchange for selecting or not selecting particular players. You wonder if that would come into play with OKC. Like if they were really in a bind where they ha- they're having to unprotect someone they really want to keep, would they be willing to shell out one of their future draft picks? just to convince a team not to take that person. Yeah, but the the trade exception becomes really important. Um, and I think it's something that I kept in mind in some of oh, the, okay. um, the teams that we will discuss later on. Because if you have like a big contract of a guy that you don't necessarily see as a necessary piece, and maybe I should have done it a, bit, a little, bit, little bit more aggressive, um, then you get a trade exception. And it, it may be like a jail-free card. Uh, if, like if you get like a, a guy that you say, okay, I have it, I'll play him. But if I can have like the same amount of money and get two players, I would be much, much better off. Then, you know, that is something that also can guide your protecting or unprotecting a player. And there's some there's some interesting things that we'll get into as we start going through the individual teams about decisions a team would have to make before they actually mm-hmm. select their players. Because depending on whether you pick up an option or not, that might decide whether a player is eligible to be protected mm-hmm. or ineligible to be protected. So uh, without further ado, McKelly, any other preamble for this? No, let's get into the meat. Going to get into the meat. So I'm going to share uh, my screen. If you're uh listening uh check out our youtube we're gonna this will be easy to follow on audio but it it will be more fun to follow on video yeah, yeah um, and by the way okay. preamble this is probably going to be released as uh, a video on youtube immediately uh the podcast maybe later in the week um we're not sure yet when they will be released so yeah, it's all up to andrew yeah uh okay so we're starting out and, and what we did is I, uh, oh, Andrew just sent me thumbnails for the, uh, for the pod. Oops. Well, too bad, Andrew. Um, doing qual bear tomorrow. <laughs> uh, okay. So we, I assigned each of us an equal number of Eastern Western conference teams so that one person could make their selections and then we could discuss it if need be. Mm-hmm. So we're going to start with, uh, in order of how they finished last year in the Eastern conference, starting with the Milwaukee Bucks. Now, they have 10 eligible players, which means they're going to have to unprotect at least two. Uh, Giannis, Chris Middleton, Brooke Lopez, Bobby Portis, Pat Connaughton, Marjon Bochamp, A.J. Green, Andre Jackson Jr., Chris Livington, and Thanasis Antetokounmpo. Now, the one interesting thing here is Drew Holiday does have a player option for next summer, $39.4 million, which 
if he declined or if he didn't make a decision on it by the time we got to the expansion draft, he would be ineligible. If he picked that up by the time of the expansion draft, he would be eligible and then would need to be protected. Now, what did you decide with uh, Drew Holiday? You had him pick it up? Uh, yeah. Um, I, I strongly feel that Drew has a market as a player uh, in the league. Not quite at that figure. So if he wants to to get an extension, which I think it would be a wise monetary move for him, then he needs to 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 exercise that player option and we can get into an extension talk. So I think that in all likelihood, he will likely have um, his player option for 2024, 2025, and then it's going to be probably a two-year extension. So it's three-year in total, something like that. Okay, and by choosing to do that, that now means that Drew Holiday would be eligible and that you would yeah. need to protect him. So let's go see who McKelly picked. So your unprotected guys, Andre Jackson Jr., a second-round pick, I think, who they yeah. just drafted. Chris Livingston, yeah. another uh, recent draft second pick. Yeah, yeah. And then Giannis's and brother. Giannis yeah, I don't particularly brother. care about brotherhood. Uh, if someone wants to oh. fix him up, uh, great. Um, do that. I, I I don't feel that Tenacious is on an A-list from for an expansion team. Maybe someone who wants to lure Tenacious away, uh, Yanis away, then it's something that you you could do. But I mean, it's um, I think that Milwaukee needs to focus on winning, and Yanis is there. He wants to keep all the players that can play basketball, and then you figure out later um, if Tenacious goes. Now, did you uh, actually have to think about? Uh, Andre Jackson Jr., Chris Livingston versus AJ Green. Yeah, I ran some math and some really, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I checked on um, cleaning the glass, um, like height, stuff like that. And so I said, okay, AJ Green sounds like a player that may play a couple of minutes, and the other ones are just whatever. Yeah, I could, I could see Andre Jackson Jr. getting picked up by someone. Yeah, and uh, and like you said, with with Thanasis, like again, you can only take one player per team, mm -hmm. so it's very unlikely, even if you unprotected his brother, that someone is going to take Thanasis. Yeah, um, I mean, he was on the open market. I mean, if someone wants to really lure Yanis away and they think that Thanasis is the key, I mean, he would have like gotten like maybe yeah. more than one million, like two and a half, something like that. Uh, so one thing, and this is kind of starting off this theme. Man, it's going to be rough for these expansion teams out there. There's not going to be like a ton of amazing yeah. options. Yeah, for especially for the you need you only you can only pick one because like teams like Orlando, Memphis, yeah. OKC, like just with these three teams, if you can pick everyone, you would have like a very good young team. Well, not very good, a very interesting young team that can lose a bunch of games but have a structure. Uh, if you can get just one players, one player among those teams, then it's it's becoming less likely that you can get like a, a nice team out of that. Yeah, I almost feel if, if I was an expansion team, I might just try to get seconds. If I could just convince these teams, hey, well, you just mm -hmm. give me a second, and I won't take any of your guys. Because um, because expansion teams can still sign free agents, they can still draft yeah. players. Looking back at the '95 draft, it looked like each of Toronto and Vancouver each got a first round pick and a second round pick and their first round picks were like uh pick six and pick seven i think mm -hmm. and then second round pick was like 
kind of in that range, but in the second round. So yeah. they will have draft picks as well. Uh, moving on to Boston, who have 11 eligible candidates. Uh, the Zinger, Chris S. Porzingis, Tatum and Brown, Malcolm Brogdon, Derek White, Robert Williams III, Al Horford, Peyton Pritchard, Jordan Walsh, O'Shea Brissett, who I did not realize has a $2.5 million player option for next summer. I'm going to yeah. say pick that up. Oh, yeah. And then uh, Justin Champagny, who can be waived or it becomes a restricted free agent. It doesn't really matter in this case. Um, so this one, again, I felt like was pretty straightforward. The unprotected guys, in my opinion, would be Peyton Pritchard, O'Shea Brissett, and Justin Champagny. And the thing about someone like Peyton Pritchard, well, first of all, we, we've already heard things about Peyton Pritchard like wanting potentially to find a bigger role on another team. Yeah, good luck. I think he was so he was in the same draft class as Poku, so he is extension eligible. Yeah, and it's the same type of deal where, you know, maybe a, an expansion team would be excited about Peyton Pritchard, but at the same time, he's a restricted free agent. So if they do draft him, he becomes an unrestricted free agent the next summer. He could sign anywhere. He could re-sign with that expansion club, but you would hopefully have some assurances if you're going to draft a restricted free agent. Yeah. So, yeah. If, if, if the number is eight, then Boston is really safe. And I feel that if the, if the number were to be six, then they would be okay as well, because I think that the Horford would be the odd man out. Um, and mainly for the TP, um, Jordan Walsh is, yes, it's a nice like pick but whatever i think that the main six guys are the ones that really boston wants to keep and then orford yeah but um yeah i i i probably should have thought about that aspect of it more because you know boston they're going to have obviously next year jalen brown's first year of his deal kicks in at mm -hmm. 50.1 million you know would it be would they consider something like malcolm brogdon like putting unprotecting him just kind of trying to bait one of these expansion teams to take that 22 million off of their books yeah. just to save them a little bit of money over someone like O'Shea Brissett, who like, even if he picks up his player option, it's only a $2.5 million hit. Like maybe, yeah. maybe they would consider that. Yeah. Not for, I think that they want really to, I don't think that you can re replace 22 millions of Malcolm Brogdon with the current free agent. Well, maybe uh, you can get part of it, but um, I think the teams like Boston, Denver, Milwaukee, they are trying to let's keep everything that we have and and we move on because they are in the championship contention window and I don't think that they would move, would, would love to move other pieces around. I think that Markham Brogdon, among every piece that they have, it's the one that they tried to shed. Uh, I think yeah. that Memphis... Uh, wanted uh, Marcus Smart uh, for the trade to happen. Um, so yeah, maybe, but um, I don't know. I don't know if you can easy easily replicate what Brogdon give them um, you, with two two players. And the other maybe factor is that if you do unprotect a guy and you lose him, you know you're you're getting you know an exception back, but you're not getting any other assets in that deal. Yeah. And is it more likely in their minds that they could get to next summer? and move off of Brogdon's expiring contract for something, you know, if, if he's still like a functional player at that point, maybe someone, maybe another team would just want Malcolm Brogdon in exchange for something, anything, um, mm -hmm. instead of getting nothing back other than an exception. Yeah. And if suppose that the expansion draft happens tomorrow, then I can see a team like Boston saying, okay, OKC has 21 players. 
I kind of like Garuba, um, Tai Tai, Treyman. I kind of like JRE. Let's unprotect Brogdon. If we get the TPE, we'll just call some press and say, hey, if you end up cutting those guys, just yeah. I, I, I can I can just get them. Because the TPE doesn't allow you to get a free agency. It just allows you to do trades. And so, I mean, you, you, you don't get functional cap space. So you, you just get a space that you can use in trades. And so if you do it at the beginning of the season where teams has uh, 16, 18, 19 players where they have to cut players, that it might be a good strategy because if you like some young players, then you can do it. You're kind of talking me into this. Should we unprotect Malcolm Brogdon? Uh, again, uh, I don't know. I really don't know. I, I don't love him, but for next year, I think if I were Boston, I would stick again. I, I did it for other teams. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. We're coming up makes... to one team, uh, where you definitely did it. Um, okay. Well, let's move on then to the Philadelphia 76ers. Now this is one of those points where like if teams knew an expansion draft was coming, I think they would handle things differently. Mm-hmm. You know, like the Sixers are setting themselves up for next summer for some reason. You know, some, mm-hmm. something is going to happen, apparently. They're going to open yeah. up all this max room and bring in someone. And as a result, they have so many guys who are going to be unrestricted free agents or who are on two-way deals, and you can't uh, – those are the guys are ineligible for the expansion draft as well. So they actually only have six players who are eligible. Joel Embiid, Paul Reed, Tyrese Maxey, Jaden Springer – PJ Tucker, who I think is going to pick up his $11.5 million yeah. player option next summer. And then Philip Petrusev, who is uh, a guy they got a few drafts ago. They've just brought him over. He is eligible yeah. and lucky for them that he is eligible because if he wasn't, it would be a little bit tougher of a decision. I mean, I guess they would unprotect PJ Tucker. That actually would be a yeah. easy decision too. Um, but in this case, I unprotected Philip Petrusev. Although should I unprotect PJ Tucker instead? I don't think anyone would anyone take no him? no no I don't think so uh, I mean it's a it's a bad contract uh, and you don't want to pick him up Petrushev it's not a player that I can see playing functional defense in the NBA um, I mean he played at Gonzaga and he was a machine offensively but defensively was just boy oh boy yeah no okay. just no so so Philly's a pretty straightforward one. It's just funny how many players they have that are ineligible. Like all of Tobias Harris, James Harden, D'Anthony Melton, Cork Maz, Daniel House, Patrick Beverly, Montrose Harrell, yeah. Mo Bamba, Terquavian Smith. All these guys just aren't wow. even eligible for the expansion draft. Um, okay, moving on to Cleveland. They have 12 guys who are eligible. Darius Garland, yep. Donovan Mitchell, Jarrett Allen, Karis LeVert, Max Struess, Isaac Okoro, Evan Mobley, Georges Niang, Ricky Rubio, Dean Wade, Ty Jerome, Sam Merrill. Even with all those guys, I mean, 12 guys, that means you have to unprotect four. It actually ends up being pretty straightforward, which is yeah. just those last four. Ricky Rubio, yeah. Dean Wade, Ty Jerome, and Sam Merrill. I was surprised that Ty Jerome was even eligible. I didn't realize that he had, like, it wasn't even like a, a team option on the second year. It was, it was, it was more like a guarantee, non-guarantee deal, which yeah. those guys still count for eligibility. Um, so yeah, this one's pretty straightforward. I thought about someone like Isaac Okoro because again, he's going to, he's extension eligible. He's a restricted free agent. Like if they got in a bind, they could unprotect him and kind of dare the other team to take him because he's a restricted free agent and he'd become an unrestricted free agent. Yeah. Yeah. Okoro, really 
Yeah, exactly. I mean, had they have like um, an insurance that, well, suppose that they know that Ricky Rubio is able to play 100%, uh, then maybe um, he, you want to keep him for defensive purposes for the fact that whenever he was really healthy, um, it was functional for the team. And then you can put the core there and say, okay, try to pick him up because he's a restriction free agent. Uh, free agent. Um, you, you don't really love the fit with the fact that he's not he's a non-shooter and non-creator, which it's apparent in some of Cleveland lineups. And so you can do that. But at the end of the, of the day, I mean, you don't know what Rick Rubio can do next year. Um, and, and it's also unlikely that someone will pick him up. Um, I mean, it's probably more likely that they will just pick Sam Mary because he's a draft pick. And say, okay, let's try him out. Instead of yeah. getting someone who is a veteran that... I mean, um, it doesn't give you much in terms of upside. And again, an expansion team to me is going to have a few veterans, maybe, and then just projects all over the place. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. So again, another one that's very straightforward and no like super interesting players available for the expansion team. Uh, so moving on to the Knicks... Nine guys eligible. Julius Randle, mm-hmm. Jalen Brunson, R.J. Barrett, Mitchell Robinson, Dante DiVincenzo, Manuel Quickly, Quentin Grimes, Miles McBride, and Josh Hart. And I included Josh Hart here because there's talk that he is likely going to get an extension at some point in August. So if he got that extension, he would then be eligible. You would need to protect him. And this was probably the first interesting decision I feel like there was to, to be made. Mm-hmm. And you decided to unprotect Miles McBride over Dante DiVincenzo. So what was your thought thinking on that? Um, first of all, I had in my mind three candidates for this. Um, one will be very, very difficult to swallow for many uh, people out there, which is Mitchell Robinson. I, I don't love the idea of having a lot of cap space and playing time. Um, for Mitchell Robinson on any team in the NBA. Uh, I like the fact that he's a defender. I don't like the fact that he's um, he's a poor decision maker on offense and he doesn't create any... I mean, I think that New York probably plays better um, or a more fluid kind of basketball without him. And so I was really torn. But then at the end, say, I mean, you're doing this to protect a guy that is a restricted free agent's and he's likely not to be a guy that a team just jumps on. It just unprotect Miles McBride. And between him and Dante, I said, okay, I just signed the guy. Um, I think they have a very precise role in mind for Dante DiVincenzo. And so at the end of the day, again, restricted free agents are not the nicest thing for an expansion team to pick up because they would just remove the production, allow them to talk. It's basically if you have your own free agent, which puts you in a in a better position to to sign him, but it's not a guarantee. Right, and, and also it's it's uh, it's the fact that uh, McBride is a six point six one uh, point guard. That is, I mean, probably the most in I mean, there is an influx of small point guards in the league. And even if McBride is is good, I think that you can replace his role pretty easily if you need to. Yeah, when I was originally going through. I, I initially put DiVincenzo, but then the more I thought about it, it was like, well, they just brought DiVincenzo in. He's probably going yeah. to take up a lot of those guard minutes that McBride may have gotten in the past. Mm-hmm. 
So it seems like they're already valuing DiVincenzo over him. So, yeah, it, it does make sense. Okay, we're a third of the way through the Eastern Conference. If you're an expansion team, which which of these players that are available are you most excited about? Oh, boy. Um, is it Deuce McBride? Yeah, probably. Is it, is it Richard? Like, yeah, you, you probably pick um, McBride. And then maybe you pick someone from Cleveland just because they, these are like just players that you a know. Dean Wade? Can... Could I interest you in a Dean Wade? Oh, Dean Wade is terrible defensively. Just just terrible. I remember OKC picking him apart, just like setting screen to to put P, uh, Dean Wade in pick and roll situations, just, just cook him. So, no, I don't know. No, it's terrible, uh, to be honest with you. I mean, I there's nothing that I really like in this expansion draft. It's <laughs> not my problem today. Yeah, uh, it's not. And I do think the options get start getting a little better with the Western Conference. There's a few teams mm-hmm. that at least have to unprotect some interesting players. Um, let's move on to Brooklyn, though, who only have eight guys eligible. And I don't know if I mentioned this at the start, but you have to unprotect at least one guy. So yeah. even though you can protect eight, if you only have eight to protect, that means you can only protect seven and one of them has to be unprotected. So we have Ben Simmons, Cam Johnson, Mikael Bridges, Dorian Finney-Smith, Noah Clowney, Derek Whitehead, Cam Thomas, and Dayron Sharp. Now, on my first run-through, I did Dayron Sharp. Um, no. You know, th- th- this is kind of like the interesting thing with guys who haven't been that exciting while they're in the league because for, for Dayron Sharp, just to be eligible to be protected, they would have to pick up his third-year option. Mm-hmm. If they declined his third-year option, he's ineligible. Now, if they pick it up and unprotect him, and then he doesn't get selected in the expansion draft, they've just guaranteed his money for another year when they may have not really wanted him there in the first place. So you, uh, when you had gone through, had put Ben Simmons there. And the more I thought about it, the more I think maybe Ben Simmons is the correct answer. Maybe I just decline Daron Sharp's option or, or pick it up either way. But I just dangle Ben Simmons out there in the hopes that someone oh, yeah. will take his final year forty whatever million dollars. Yeah, it allows for a super duper easy trade with Portland. Like you have this TPE. Does Dame fit entirely in the TPE? Probably not. Uh, he wouldn't. No, he wouldn't. He wouldn't. But probably you have like I don't know, caps. I don't know. But I I think that I don't know if it complicates or. Um, I don't know if, if if it makes it better for uh, for the Dame trade or not, but I I, yeah. I do kind of like the idea though because if you could bait one of these expansion teams into taking Ben Simmons, now all of a sudden you have all of those Phoenix picks and like a forty plus million dollar whatever trade exception, mm-hmm. you you could make a star trade pretty easily with that yeah. as long as someone's not like on one of these insane maxes, and so I do kind of like the flexibility and I do kind of think that one of these expansion teams probably would take Ben Simmons just looking at the options that have been available to us so far. Yeah. And it may be a good thing uh, because I mean, maybe like a complete change of scenery, uh, a low pressure environment where whatever you do, it doesn't really matter because the goal of the, of the expansion team is likely to get a very high pick and, and move on from that. So it's, Hey, do whatever. And it's going to be fine. So I think that that is a a good place for Ben Simmons to restart his career if he can. And so, yeah, in, that in to me Enid. is a no-brainer. With the Enid Outlaws starting point guard, Ben Simmons. 
Um, yeah. Moving on to Atlanta. Yeah, so we're going to unprotect Ben Simmons, get Dayron Sharp out of here. Moving on to the Atlanta Hawks, which I do think this one was probably the most interesting of this first batch yeah. of Eastern Conference teams because they have 12 guys who are eligible, which means they need to unprotect four. Trey Young, Clint Capella, DeAndre Hunter, uh, Bogdanovich, De- DeJounte Murray, Murray Akongwu, Sadiq Bey, Bufkin, A.J. Griffin, Jalen Johnson, Bruno Fernando, and Mohamed Gouye, if that's how you yeah. pronounce it. Yeah, uh, He was their second-round pick this year. So you have to unprotect four of these guys this was your team and you decided to go with clint capella jalen johnson bruno fernando and the uh, muhammad Gouye. so what yeah. was your thinking well, but the two names that stick out jalen johnson and clint capella yeah i flip-flopped between uh jalen johnson and bogdan bogdanovich um mainly because i think that this is another jail free um card something like that for for Atlanta where you can get off of a big contract um, make your salary uh, cap more normal um, I think that Capella is uh, is the odd man out um, because he will be pick likely uh, and it's something that um, allows finally Atlanta to go small to play Okongu who needs minutes and so Capella to me was a no-brainer between Jalen Johnson and Bogdan Bogdanovich at the end of it I said okay, do I like Jalen Johnson? Did I like him in the draft process? And both answers were no. So at the end of the day, Bogdan is a functional NBA player. And I mean, Atlanta wants to win. So why um, protecting a guy that you don't like? Well, I don't like it. I don't like him. And it doesn't produce in the court. It's cheap, yes. But uh, but again, um, I think that someone, if someone... Uh, will be pick is going to be Pink Capella and not Jalen Johnson. So it's it's a fake protection anyway. It is an interesting decision though, because Capella, you know, at this point would if he was drafted, he would be a twenty-two million dollar expiring contract. Whereas Bogdanovich in the twenty-four starting in the twenty-four twenty-five season, so not this coming season, the next season, seventeen million, sixteen million, and then a sixteen million dollar uh team option. So mm-hmm. he still has two years after this coming season which is like a more significant contract uh, for them, especially when you think about they're, they're, they just signed uh, DeJounte Murray um, mm-hmm. to a, another deal. So I don't know. Maybe we haven't been thinking about the cap as much in some of these decisions. I mean, I do think a team would take Clint Capella, although maybe they take Jalen Johnson. That, that's kind of an interesting conversation for an expansion team, which of those, you, which of those guys you would take. Mm. Um, Capella, obviously a great vet. You already know that he's like solid, um, but Jalen Johnson offers you way more upside and was a recent first round pick. So we'll find out on Friday who people want to take. Yeah. But, but yeah, I thought that was the first interesting team who actually had a real decision. Yeah. Um, Miami is pretty boring. They have eight eligible players, Jimmy Butler, yeah. Bam, Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, uh, Jaquez, Jovich, Orlando Robinson, and Haywood Highsmith. So it came down to those last two guys. I decided to unprotect Haywood Highsmith just because he was a restricted free agent. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just not anticipating that a team is going to be so excited about Haywood Highsmith that they'd be willing to take that risk that he's just going to sign somewhere else. I think you could easily make the case for o- Orlando Robinson as well, who just yeah. signed a deal after being on a two-way last year, not playing in the playoffs. Haywood Highsmith did play in the playoffs, so... I do think there's a debate there. I just don't know how much it really matters. 
No, it, it doesn't. Um, both unlikely to be picked. And if they if they are, who cares? If they are, who cares? Similarly, with the Chicago Bulls, who have nine eligible players, Zach Levine, Vooch, Kobe White, Patrick Williams, Alex Crusoe, Ayo Desumnu, Desumnu, uh, Javon Carter, Carlick Jones, and Justin Phillips. And uh, Carlick Jones could be waived, but we had him as our unprotected player. Yeah. You know, who cares? Not a big deal for them. So we're going to move right along to Toronto. Yeah, did, I did have, though, yeah. the impellent uh, urgency to put... Um, to put oh, you, you, oh, yeah, I didn't tried, read... You I didn't tried to unprotect Alonzo Ball, even though he was not eligible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I read the, um, the list twice. I said, whoa, where is Alonzo? I said, it's right there, but I didn't read it. But, but anyway, this, this was not the um, the need, the urge that, that I felt this morning. Um, I really want to unprotect Nick Vucevic. I, Already? I, 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 yes. Just, just to, just for someone to pick him up and to save the balls from this mess they are in. Like, why do you, why did you extend him? I know that there are like ideas of having contracts to trade to get someone else there. I mean, okay, I, I, I don't know. I, I hate, I hate the player. Well, you hate the player. Yeah, not the guy. He sounds like a very nice human being, but. The way he plays, uh, I think it's one of the players that is, uh, I mean, it's not conducive to winning basketball. I remember uh, Kevin Pelton used to be so high on Vooch uh, back in his Orlando days. Yeah, because uh, of production numbers. Uh, Those were always really, really high. Um, Like like, nice shooter, um, gravity, like offensive efficiency, but... When you can't play defense and you are just a black hole offensively, it's really, really hard to be to be a functional NBA player. Yeah, he was. He's been a very good. Uh, if you're in a punt blocks uh, fantasy team, he's a really mm-hmm. good option because he rebounds the ball really well. He scores points and he shoots threes. Uh, kind of like Kevin, Kevin Love back in the day. He was also a good uh, punt blocks guy. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but you can't get a hold of anyone. Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Um, okay, so that was the Bulls. Bulls aren't that interesting. Toronto, somewhat interesting. Ten guys mm-hmm. were eligible. Pirtle, Schroeder, uh, Chris Boucher, Scotty Barnes, Grady Dick, Jalen McDaniels, Precious Achua, who can be a restricted free agent, Malachi Flynn, who can be a restricted free agent, Jeff Downton, who can be a restricted free agent, and Christian Coloco. Now, you went with uh, Christian Coloco because of your hatred of centers. I'm yes. Assuming. Uh, I went with Malachi Flynn and Jeff Downton. I went with Malachi because even though, yes, Toronto does need guards, I'm going back to the restricted free agency thing. Yeah. Someone loved Malachi Flynn that much that they're going going to grab him. Yeah, I don't think that that will happen, uh, by the way. I was uh, tempted to put Bolton there like just to see. I mean, I again, I didn't understand 
the signing of him, the re-signing. It's uh, it's nonsensical to me to put a non-shooting center with Scotty Barnes. And again, in order to save Toronto from themselves, I said, okay, let's put Polo there and see what happens. Two non-shooting centers because now you have your entire center rotation does not shoot. Yeah. yeah, which I don't know. I don't like it. But anyway, um, yeah, I mean, Malachi Flame, Coloco, whatever. It's um, It's okay. I think that Indy is way more interesting. Yes, so we're going to come to the Pacers next, who have 10 eligible players. And I feel like the Pacers are the first team, there's more of this in the Western Conference, of one of these young rebuilding teams who have accumulated a lot of semi-interesting to very interesting young players Mm -hmm. and actually have to make a decision about who they would unprotect in the scenario and would likely have at least, well, likely have one of their players drafted in the expansion draft. So there are 10 eligible players, Miles Turner, TJ McConnell, Matherin, Jairus Walker, Halliburton, Aaron Neesmith, Obi Toppin, Isaiah Jackson, Ben Shepard, and Andrew Nemhard. Um, all of those guys, like if you're a Pacers fan, you, you probably have interest in all of those guys, even, even someone like TJ McConnell, who's been like very steady for them. Mm-hmm. But with all of their guards, I do think it makes sense, as you did, to unprotect TJ McConnell. And then you chose to unprotect Isaiah Jackson, who in this scenario, they'd be picking up his fourth-year option so that if he wasn't picked up, or if he wasn't drafting the expansion draft, he would come back on, you know, for his fourth year. Uh, why did you go with Isaiah Jackson over someone like, you know, I, actually, I, I guess Ben Shepard would be the only other option. Maybe Obi Toppin. Yeah, Ben Shepard is the last uh, draft pick that they did, that they make. So uh, I think that they have a project. Isaiah Jackson, uh, again, non-shooter, um, rim running high energy, big man. Um, they have Miles Turner. Um, uh, they have Obi Toppin, who likes to play fast, to to be like a four-man in, in many lineups. And and I went uh, for Aaron Nesmith uh, above those guys because of shooting. The TJ McConnell is basically, hey, they drafted Ben Shepard. They have Andrew Dembar. They have Ben uh, Ben Mattering. They have Holly Burton. They have too many guards. And even if I love TJ as a presence in the locker room, if I have to unprotect someone, I just need my like best talent. And and maybe I mean maybe it's because I don't know as much of Indiana because it's it may be something like, wait, what are you unprotecting Kenrich Williams? Really? Uh for OKC. So um it can be just because we don't know how TJ McConnell is uh important for that locker room. So it may be just um observing from afar kind of thing, and maybe Indiana would love to unprotect a guy like Nismith who is a restricted free agent. And if someone picks him up, great. Uh, if not, uh, they will sign him. Yeah, TJ McConnell gives me like uh, Earl Watson vibes in the sense that he he seems like he would be perfect for like the first point guard of a brand new expansion team. Mm-hmm. Like not, a, not an amazing player, but like can be a starting point guard, can be like a low yeah. end starting point guard in the league. And I could totally see a team prioritizing that over someone like Isaiah Jackson, who I remember being like sort of interested in in the run up to that draft. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the lack of, of stretchability, you just kind of wonder like, well, what is the real ceiling here? Like, what, what is the yeah. real upside? Um, okay, so that brings us to Washington. Now, this one you got very juicy on, Mackay. They have 11 players eligible, so they have to unprotect three of them Jordan Poole, Coos, Daniel Gafford, Landry Shamit. 
Bilal, Kulabali, Denny Abdia, Johnny Davis, Corey Kispert, Patrick Baldwin Jr., Xavier Cooks, and Ryan Rollins. Now, before I show my answers, who I was going to unprotect, who was the name that you chose to unprotect, McKellie? First, the first guy, and I will stand by it, is Jordan Poole. To me, it was a, a very bad move for, for the Wizards. Uh, why are you getting a guy like that? Maybe as a tanking wizard, and in that capacity, I kind of understand it. But it's a long commitment to a tanking king. There are like cheap tanking kings, like get Baisley, get uh, guys like that. Those are perfect tanking commanders. Um, Jordan Poole, to me, is a guy that a team will just say, wow, did they unprotect him? Cool, let, let's pick him up. And Washington finds themselves with a fat player option uh, of, I don't know, 40 minutes, 35 minutes, whatever. They can get unwanted contract pretty easily. They can help another team, facilitate. they can facilitate any um, trade in, in next summer because it will, be, it will last until August uh, next year. So it's going to be a very useful trade exception. And it's perfect for a team that is rebuilding like Washington. You can get a nice first if you can absorb like a big unwanted contract, which is a, a much wiser use of your cap space than someone like Jordan Poole. Okay, so two things. First, do you think it's more likely that they would get something good or something decent from that traded player exception versus allowing Jordan Poole to just kind of like do whatever he wants for a couple of years, rebuild his value? I mean, he's going to score. He's going to put up points and counting stats in Washington. Because I'm thinking about this front office. You know, They're coming from OKC. Would they really just give up on a contract like that instead of just trying to rehab the value and potentially get something down the line. Yeah, that is also a bit um, a nice view of it. I don't know. Um, do you expect the first? Maybe. A good one? Probably not. Um, I mean, Jordan Poole has serious defensive um, deficiencies. And, I mean, he created a fracture in a locker room that it was probably one of the most tied up locker room in the entire league. So I don't know how much you can get from him, um, but sure, it's not all Horford where he's a nice guy. He's a known commodity. You rehab <laughs> his value on the court. Not and... a nice guy. Yeah. You think, you think Jordan no, Poole no, is no, not Horford a nice is. guy? No, I'm Horford talking about <laughs> Jordan Poole. No, I mean, it's, even if he is a nice guy, uh, I mean, the precedent is huge. And so I, I don't know if a team will like to say, okay, let's get two firsts for Jordan Poole. That right. I don't see happening. And so, and I think that you can get a protected first if you get someone off someone else's books that is really not wanted. I mean, so suppose that, that in a trade for, for, for Lillard, they really want to give away Ben Simmons. Um, in a trade so that his salary counts for 120%. That is a bad salary for two years. And so if you if you use that trade exception, you can absorb him and and you can get a first. Now, hold on, because Ben Simmons' contract is like 40-something. Do, do those, whatever those rules, the new rules are, like 125% or whatever, do those apply to a traded player exception? No, 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 no. I don't know. I, I don't have the numbers in front of me. I don't know how much Jordan Poole makes. Um, oh, he he only makes he makes thirty million next year. Oh, okay, okay. Well, okay. actually, no. twenty eight million uh, next year. No, then no. 
Um, the, the other thing I was going to bring up is with the salary floor. Like if, if he was taken mm-hmm. in the draft, they would definitely be below the salary floor because really the only big contracts they have is Kuzma and that's it. Yeah. So I don't know how that would work. Like they would have to reuse that cap space in some way anyways going into the following season and and you mentioned one idea which would be absorbing like some big contract but if that wasn't there i'd almost worry that they'd be kind of forced into the position where they're gonna have to sign somebody like gabby deck yeah maybe maybe yeah, gabby deck for 20 million yeah into my hatred for jordan pool it uh blind me a little bit too much what what's uh, yeah lander shaman pbj and heavier cooks yeah okay and so shaman yeah, I just think that's a that's a still a bad deal. I can't believe how long it goes. Like he, yeah. let me let me look at his contract real quick. So uh, Landry Sham, oh my god, this is insane to me. He makes ten point two this year, eleven the next year, eleven point seven the year after that. Yeah, that's it's peanuts. Two, se- I know, but two seasons beyond this next season. Why <laughs> would know, you but it's... Landry Sham that much? Yeah, but it's it's inconsequential. It's ten millions. That's fine. It's it's million, but, it, but who cares? I, I'm just <laughs> saying I'm putting that out there. If you got if someone else wants it, have at it. Yeah. And then yeah, that's okay. And you hate PBJ. Yeah, me too. But you know, uh, I did not say I hated him. Uh, you're the one that hates everyone who's unprotected. <laughs> yeah. Uh, PBJ. Honestly, what I did for this is I went on Bullets Forever, uh, the the Wizards blog, to look at summer league review and mm-hmm. to see which players they liked because I didn't have strong opinions and they felt much more positively about Ryan Rollins and Johnny Davis, who I I wasn't super considering. Um, And so that's why I went with PBJ and who knows, maybe he would get picked up in this expansion draft. You could still talk yourself into it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Or maybe not. (laughs) Yeah. We'll see. So they can leave you this uh, nice Lander Shaman salary on your books. I wonder, I guess there has to be rules for the expansion team about reaching the salary floor. Because just going through some of these names, even if you drafted 14 of these players, yeah, like, there's, there's no, no chance salary. Yeah. you're getting to the salary floor. So they must give yeah. them like some a few years buffer to get yeah. up to that number instead of forcing them to overpay. But like you said, Gabby Deck might be available and they could bring him back, the expansion team. Hey, it was nice in the EuroLeague last year. What if, what if Gabby Deck was brought over to reach the salary floor for the new Seattle team. And then he exacted his revenge on the Oklahoma city thunder franchise and became our biggest villain. That is a great story that I, yeah, it would be nice. It would be nice. Uh, Okay. We have three teams left Orlando, a team that you think would be more interesting than it actually ends up being. Yeah. They have 11 eligible names, Jonathan Isaac, Wendell Carter, Jr. Paulo Bencaro. Mo Wagner, Jalen Suggs, Anthony Black, Cole Anthony, Franz Wagner, Chum OKK, Jet Howard, and Caleb Houston. But when you go through it, it's pretty obvious. It's Jonathan Isaac, it's Mo Wagner, and it's Chuma. Yeah. My hatred almost get into the way of this. I said, okay, I have to protect to unprotect Cole Anthony because I hate him. I said, okay, no, <laughs> it's 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 not really necessary. Uh Jonathan Isaac's uh health is a mess. Mo Wagner. Are we really protecting a brother just because he's a brother? No. And Chuma, Chuma was really ineffective for them last year. Uh, and, and Cole Anthony was good. 
So, uh, okay, yeah, you, I, I think you've already shown with your Thanasis uh, unprotection that you do not care about brothers. You are going to unprotect every brother that you can. Yeah, and, and I think that in this case, someone will try to see. Well, is it a risk to get Isaac? Yes, a huge one. Um, but it's worth trying. I mean, more Wagner doesn't do anything for you, really. Uh, Chuma right. Okiki is okay. I mean, as a as a role player, Isaac, if if he somewhat is, if somehow you can get into Seattle, who has nice hospitals. I mean, according <laughs> to some TV series, uh, at least, um, uh-huh. and you can rehab. What a sell! In, yeah, in a proper way, then um, you may have a steal there. Um, Not even good team medical situation. You're talking about the actual city's hospital situation. You like the hospital situation, and that is going to. I have no you. idea. That is the <laughs> first thing that came into my mind. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, and, and even series, still, all, all the med series are there somehow. Even if like, he doesn't work out at all, at that point, he would be a 17.4 million dollar expiring contract mm-hmm. in 24-25. So it's it's not and. and as we've seen going through this, like there haven't been a ton of big contracts eligible to be drafted. And so if you are an expansion team and you're thinking kind of like what Washington's doing right now, what OKC did the last few years, um, absorbing these bad contracts, it'd be nice to have an expiring contract on board with which to facilitate those type of deals. Yeah. So maybe that's a reason to draft Jonathan Isaac uh, regardless. Um, okay. Two more teams. Charlotte is next. Oh, Charlotte, Char- I think, Char- yeah, Charlotte was my team. I, they took me the most amount of time because I have, I have like zero opinion on so many of their young players that I actually, I had to go do some like research to find out who Hornets fans like, because I don't want to like obviously cut someone that they're still really high on that maybe I'm just not thinking about that often. So they have nine eligible mm-hmm. guys. But to, actually, they have the potential of 11 eligible guys. I have decided to decline the fourth-year options for James Booknight and Kai Jones. Now, yeah. if you want to pick up those options, they would then become eligible. You would then have to protect them or not protect them. No. I'm deciding just to decline the options. Does it, I mean, Kai Jones was not good in Summer League. James Booknight was not good in Summer League. They have not been good in the NBA so far. I I just feel like there's and and especially with someone like Book Knight, like they have so many guards at this point between Amari Bailey, Nick Smith Jr., Lamelo Ball, uh, Trey Mann, according to Andrew, that uh, they don't they don't need James Book Knight. So I declined no. his option. Good. I did pick up JT Thor's option. Why? Which uh, that was based on my research uh, that there are still Hornets fans that really believe in JT Thor. So like, why not? I'm already okay. declining two of their recent rookies. Okay. So uh, I'll, I'll keep one around. I'll keep JT Thor around. Um, so there are nine guys who are eligible. Terry Rozier, LaMelo, Brandon Miller, Cody Martin, Nick Richards, Mark Williams, Nick Smith Jr., JT Thor, and Bryce McGowans. <clears throat> now, it sounds like you would uh, unprotect JT Thor. I unprotected Bryce McGowans. I could be talked out of it. Why uh, are you protecting Nick Richards? I don't know. Why not? Like they need to play one center that is enough for any NBA team. And that center is Mark Williams. This is why you unprotect Nick Richards. There's there's no reason to keep him around. 
first of all, I, I do think Nick Richards would get picked up if he was unprotected. Wait. Um, <laughs> also, I don't think he's as bad as you're suggesting. I'm not saying would... I'm not saying that he's bad. I'm saying you need to play Mark Williams 30 minutes a night. The rest you can have funny lineups with no centers, like being a little bit modern, like playing Terry, Lamelo, Brandon Miller, Cody, Cody Martin, and maybe like uh, a guard so that you, you play like funky basketball, extremely losing basketball. But hey, we are modern. Like, why are you playing at all times a center that can't shoot? That 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 blows my mind. I don't want that. Okay, so you, you want to unprotect Nick Richards. So Nick Richards' deal, basically three years, 15 million, five, straight 5 million every year for the next three years. So by the yeah. time uh, an expansion team drafted him, if they chose him, He'd have two years, ten million left, which is more than like if you pick up Book Knight's option, uh, or, or sorry, it's less than what Book Knight's option would be. It's less than, uh, yeah. it's about what Kai Jones would be if you had picked up his option. Um, okay, so you would you would rather go with uh, him over Bryce McGowan's or JT Thor? Yeah, it, it's not that Bryce McGowan's is like something, but at least is not a non-shooting center. At least. And, and you don't think that they could potentially get like a second for Nick Richards, because that, that that would be the other option in preparation for this expansion draft. There's someone that you like are debating on. Could they? Is there a team out there that would just want Nick Richards? No. Who? I don't know. Okay, so I'm I'm. No, no, no. It's it's your it's your choice. Let's. I mean, I'm I'm <sighs> just saying that I. Mine is uh, okay. Let's. Let's get everyone. I mean, JT Tor can play some center. Really, he, he can't, but you can pretend that he can. Um, yeah, he's 6'10", 205. Did you know uh, his nickname, God of Thunder? Um, he yeah. shot 40%, under 40% from the field last year. Nice. Um, I also think Bryce McGowan's did as well. Bryce McGowan shot uh, also under 40% from the field. We have a lot of great options here with Charlotte. Yeah, it's so um, depressing. They have been bad for so long, and they have nothing to show for it. And, and what's frustrating is that they've had so many draft picks. I mean, we just talked about three draft picks in the same draft: Book Knight, Kai Jones, yeah. JT Thor. And I'm taking JT Thor, um, not because he's so amazing, but he's better than these other two guys. And he was the second round pick. He was the one taken 37th overall. Yeah. Uh, whereas Book Knight and Kai Jones were first round picks. Oh my gosh. Let's, I want to go look at who they could have taken. Okay. So after Book Knight, you have Josh Primo, Chris Duarte, Moses Moody, Corey yeah. Kispert, Alperin yeah. Shingun, Trey Murphy. Man, that's pretty good. Trey Mann. And then Kai Jones. And after Kai Jones, you have Jalen Johnson, Keon Johnson, Isaiah Jackson, Garuba, Josh Christopher, Quentin Grimes. Yeah, not a great draft. Not amazing, but that 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 middle part of the draft, starting with Moody to Trey Murphy, I mean, those four guys in a row who are NBA players. Yeah, and Primo at the time was really interesting. Yeah, a, he was a, absolutely. I mean, he, he was, was a, a no-brainer to, to pick in the lottery, and it happens to be like uh, also a big, big dummy. But um, yeah, that would have actually been more in keeping with uh, Charlotte's history. Uh, yeah, to to pick another guy who has issues off the court um because they yeah. have they're collecting so many of these guys uh okay well i'm i'm gonna leave nick richards on the team nice i'm kicking bryce mcgowan's out okay final selections 
Now, Michaela, you did something for the Detroit Pistons that you did not need to do, which is that you only protected <laughs> seven players. Uh, we will go through. They have 11 eligible players, which means you only need to unprotect three, but Michele decided he was going to unprotect four because uh, he just doesn't you – know, well, you'll, you'll explain in a second. So the names, uh, Bogdanovich, Bagley, Wiseman, Cade Cunningham, Sar, Jaden Ivey, Killian Hayes, Isaiah Stewart, Jalen Dern, Marcus Sasser, and Isaiah Livers. You decide to unprotect Marvin Bagley, James Wiseman, Killian Hayes, and Isaiah Livers. Again, you see if you're watching on YouTube, here's a blank spot right here where McKelly could have put, he could have protected an eighth guy. Why did yeah, you I could not have protect want to protect like Isaiah Livers? And why did you not want to do that? <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't need that. Uh, I mean, to me, they have seven good players, and I was really into not protecting Boyan Bogdanovich as well. Like, why are you protecting all these guys? Uh, I mean, they, they don't have good players. I mean, if you look at the roster, it doesn't make any sense. I mean, even the guys that kept, like Bogdanovich, Cade, okay, complimentary, fine. Osar, great. Jay Navi, sure. And then I have Isaiah Stewart, Jalen Duran, uh, Duran, where you know from, from the beginning that they can't play together. Like, and then you add Bagley. You don't, you don't believe in beef stew shooting? No, no. And even if I do, like, it's, um, I do believe in Jalen Williams, uh, J. Will, ability of shooting the basketball. I still don't like the pair in which at Ongren, um, because it, it's, it's not something that is going to create space for me. Everyone who's defending Detroit will just cheat on both Duran and Stewart until they become guys that pick, that take like nine trees per game, eight trees per game. And it will never happen because they are so slow in, in like sewer is so slow that you can't cheat and recover. So this will never lead to actual spacing. I mean, Brook Lopez is a guy that he's very tall. So even if you close up, he can still get the shot out clean and he's quicker than, than Beefs too. And he's taking so many. If you leave him open, he can take 10 trees a game. And he will that. It will do that. Uh, Stewart is not at that point and he's short. So that doesn't work for him. Uh, someone in the comments, everyone needs a smile, says, uh, should have protected livers, not because he's good, but to increase the chance of losing one of the others. I think that's a pretty uh, that's, good argument. Yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. Okay. Uh, yeah, because uh, if you have this chance to get rid of Marvin Bagley, uh, why not take it, you know? Yeah. Wh which of those I, three, Marvin Bagley, James Wiseman, Killian Hayes, do you think a expansion team will prioritize? Because those are three, I mean, those all three guys were taking in the top seven. Is this, a real, is this a real question, Alex? Yes. I have no idea how to answer that. Because I, I do think one of these guys will be drafted on Friday, just based on <laughs> what the available options okay. are. Okay, I'm not going to be there. So pick one. Um, I mean, I'm not picking Bagley, so it's, it's Wiseman or Killian. Uh, Does that make you happy? Like to pick... Either one? Um, no. Uh, I might. I might pick Killian. Uh, okay. Nice. Now Shut you up. have. <laughs> now you have a zero-level scorer uh, that is turnover-prone and doesn't play <laughs> real defense. Okay, you were gonna say something mean, regardless of who I picked. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and that, also, that, that is exactly my point. 
there is nobody to be picked there. And I have no idea why they get, they got all those players. Like, why are you trading and get those guys? Like, well, they wanted what to is see the if, purpose? if Wiseman, Duran was going to be like the Twin Towers of the future. Robinson, Duncan. They were going to be the next Robinson, Duncan. And they just had to see if that was going to happen. Killian Hayes, good defender. Admit it. Admit it. He's a good defender. He's a good passer. I've seen him make some very, very impressive passing. Mm-hmm. Uh, passes. And uh, yeah, he can't shoot. But guess what? I'm going to be also drafting. Um, I'm trying to find some shooters. Um, like I Flynn. Supposedly, okay. okay, great. Um, Jalen Johnson, does, yeah, no, no. um, not Ben. I can't take Ben Simmons now. <laughs> no, my pick, right? Maybe, maybe we'll shoot it in the future. Okay, maybe, uh, hey, Dean uh, Wade can shoot it. Dean Wade, Some. okay, yeah. So, I'm gonna surround Killian with all these amazing shooting options mm-hmm. that I have, mm-hmm. and uh, it's gonna look great. Okay, who would, would you t- you take Wiseman? No. You would take none of them. You just wouldn't draft anyone from Detroit. No. Well, one, maybe if one I of these guys to, will get drafted. Look at the options I had we to, had. It would be James Wiseman. Okay. Uh, I want to ask you. So we just did the East. No, not really. I'm, I, I would probably draft a, a guard myself because I don't draft picks. So that's right. Yeah. Um, who do you think is the best? If we were just drafting the Eastern Conference, who do you think the number one pick would be? Uh, it's and really I'll, I'll kind of, sad, kind but it's going to be through. either TJ McConnell or Clint Capella. Oh, which right. Is I forgot. Very sad. Um, you kind of talk, you kind of talked me into Ben Simmons, though. Yeah. Also, top three pick those three: TJ, Ben Simmons, Clint Capella. <sighs> nice. Now, what about what about a TJ Ben Simmons backcourt? What do you think about that? Wow, that is. <laughs> Is, Actually, did they nice. play together when they were clank, in Philly? Oh, clank, clank. That's great. They did play together, didn't they? In Philly? Yeah, I think so. Uh, yeah, so uh, continuity. We love that. Um, yeah, so uh, this was the East. And as you see, not a ton of great options. Now, tomorrow, which we'll actually be posting on Wednesday, we're going to do the Western Conference teams. There are some more interesting names. And we will get to OKC, who I think has some, especially because I left out one of their players in my initial write-up, which means I have to unprotect another guy from the Thunder. The I, w- I would say the Thunder, of all the teams we did, are probably the toughest in terms of you actually having to unprotect players you like. I think Memphis, mm-hmm. as, you will, as people will see, yeah, um, Memphis is, is also another tough one. And... Houston was not as tough as I thought it might be. No. Um, Houston was Orleans, pretty straightforward. New Orleans, no. Uh, easy. Um, Portland, quite easy. Uh, even if you get uh, a functional player out of that team, I think. And let me think. I mean, again, the, the teams that drafted the most are the ones where you get more value. Um for Memphis, I did some interesting and probably controversial um, assessments. Um, mm, we'll see. Very excited to hear that. And um, but yeah, it's it's probably the West where the best players are going to be picked. And again, I, and I don't think that the expansion team has to draft fifteen players. They can draft. They don't. Eight, seven, ten, whatever. Um, from the Eastern Conference teams, I think that 
eight guys you might you might get uh, in terms of draft drafting them because guys like um, Highsmith, I mean, not a rotation player, but probably someone who gets picked just to see. Okay, he played for the Heat. Let's see. Yeah, um, kind of things. Yeah, even with like Flame. Peyton Pritchard. Yeah, yeah, Peyton Pritchard. Guys who have been buried on good teams for the last couple of years. Yeah. Who are going into restricted free agency, although it would be unrestricted in this case. Yeah, those guys, you probably take a chance on some of those. Um, Okay, so that was the Eastern Conference. We're going to do the Western Conference tomorrow on Monday around 10 a.m. So we'll be live on YouTube for that, and then that will come out as the Wednesday pod. And then this Friday, with all these amazing names – that we have unprotected. We are going to do a live expansion draft uh, for two made-up teams, which should be very exciting. Um, the, the one thing I did want to mention, you know, and me and McKelly were texting about this. These rules that we came up with, these are based on the rules that they used back in 1995. One aspect of that that I think is interesting is that there's so many shorter-term contracts now that there are so many more guys who are ineligible to be mm-hmm. protected. And I wonder if back in 95, there were just more guys on longer term contracts. And as a result, you had to make more decisions about protecting or unprotecting. Yeah. And as a result, I wonder if the NBA would consider reducing the number to protect down to seven so that there would actually be some more players of interest available to expansion teams. Cause that would significantly change things. That yeah. would get you to a point where you are having to unprotect players. Even for some of these teams that we went through today, yeah. it was like super easy to protect eight. But then if you had to do one more, yeah, now you're like having to choose someone who you might actually like. Yeah, even Milwaukee will lose a good player. Boston will lose a good player. Uh, Indiana, like, more juicy. Yeah, Indiana. Yeah, Memphis will lose a very good player. OKC will have to announce to someone like Kenwood Williams, Kaysom Wallace, uh, Usman yeah. Jang. Um, uh, Orlando, I mean, like Caleb Houston would be the choice, but um, still someone that like was a recent first round. Yeah. For them. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that, that would potentially change things a lot. And I, I wonder if the NBA would make a change like that. It, w- it would make yeah. the expansion draft so much more interesting. And I just, I just hope that we actually get this in real life in expansion yeah. because it would be such good, like so good for podcasts, content, and yeah. like the run up to the draft and doing all these fake drafts, learning which teams are protecting which guys in the run up. Mm-hmm. That would be so exciting. Um, okay. So uh, join us tomorrow. Leave a five star review. Uh, subscribe to our YouTube. Uh, hit the bell for notifications. Uh, anything else, McKelly? No, uh, it was fun. Uh, and the Western Conference will be even better. All right. So enjoy the rest of your Sunday or Monday whenever you're listening to this. And we will talk to you again soon.